Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Runyon, a sports and performance physical therapist in Colorado Springs. Uh, this is my podcast called Movement Elevated. Um, I specialize in working with people who love to live a healthy and active lifestyle. So if you're listening to this show, you probably do too, or at least you're interested in doing so. I plan to supply you with all the knowledge that you need to have fun and stay healthy with whatever you're hoping to achieve and not let aging or injuries slow you down. So I hope you enjoy it, and let's get the show started. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Dr. Scott Runyon here hosting the Movement Elevated podcast. I hope everyone is having a great day, great week. I uh, hope you're having a great summer as well. Um, happy to be back on the show again today. Uh, we're, if you have missed um, what we're doing, we're in the middle of a four-week series on uh, some different principles of weightlifting. Um, last week we did uh, some talking about uh, the negatives, the eccentric component of lifting and why that's important. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, hypertrophy, uh, training to failure, you know, some of those kinds of concepts. Um, next week we're going to talk about rest days. And uh, the week after that we're going to be talking about how to add some variety into your programming as well. Um, so what we're going to go over today, like I said, is, uh, talking about, um, some different things that have to do with, uh, what you need to actually gain muscle mass, um, when it comes to, uh, your weight training program. Cause that's what it's all about, right? Like you're, uh, you go into a weight training program to actually, um, you know, gain muscle strength. And, uh, along with that, you know, typically, you need to um, regain some uh, uh, some actual muscle tissue. Uh, you need to form some muscle tissue, uh, and that's known as hypertrophy. And uh, what we also often gain from is uh, you know some uh, neuromuscular components as well. Uh, some motor control type components also play a role in how we uh, how we gain strength. Uh, oftentimes, the first few weeks of a uh, weight training program, most of our strength gains uh, come from basically learning the task. So, if you look at uh, you know somebody who uh, we'll stick we'll stick with like a weight training thing. So, you know, someone's been doing squats, okay, and they've squatted in the past, and um, they now can't squat as much as they used to because they haven't done it for a while. Let's say they've had an injury. They've had an injury and they haven't squatted in a while. And uh, a lot of times what I do when I work with people is I'll start to get them back into that. And they start slow. They start with low weights. And, you know, they'll start at a certain level and work their way back up, you know, getting closer to where they were pre-injury. You know, and they may be starting at a point where they started when they first lifted weights, you know, when they were teenagers or something like that. And it takes them a lot less time to get back up to that level um, of where they were before the injury than it did when they very first started um, because there's already some uh, neuromuscular components of my body remembering how to do this particular task. And so that strength comes back a lot quicker um, because they already have it in them. And uh, they, they just need to get back in the habit again. Um, you know, it's kind of that concept of, uh, you know, once you learn to ride a bike, you always know how to ride a bike uh, and you, you never forget it. Um, your body just remembers. 
And then after a certain period of time, then that hypertrophy starts to kick in. And that's, uh, you know, once you're able to get some heavier weights and things like that, and that's when um, you can actually uh, start to gain uh, more muscular strength um, as opposed to more of the neurological side of it. <clears throat> so in order to get that effect, we need to effectively uh, challenge our muscles. We can't be doing light weights all the time and expect to actually gain muscle mass. We have to uh, actually load ourselves up, um, get heavy weights, and uh, you know push ourselves to a number of reps that will get us to where we want to be. And that is often a big question that people in the health and fitness community will get is, you know, what do I need to, what kind of load do I need to get to in order to reach my goals? And uh, there's a few principles out there that I think are really, really helpful for a lot of people in figuring out how many reps to do, how, um, how hard to push themselves, you know, things like that. Um, the, you know, one of the, one of the most helpful tools you can do is going to failure. Um, you know, so, uh, I do as many reps of an exercise as I can until I can't do a single other one. And, you know, that's called, that's called going to failure. And that's at a point where, you know, you've maxed yourself out at that point. I literally can't do another single one, um, without it being a problem. And that's a, a positive thing to do often, but I think that there is also a uh, component of that where if you're doing that too often, you're pushing yourself a little bit too hard. Um, your form is going to start to break down. You know, you're, that's going to put a, uh, put on the table the possibility of injuries. And I, I think that we need to kind of, you know, pull back on that from time to time. Um, so what is an even better principle, I think, um, is a concept called uh, reps in reserve. And uh, that's basically like I do a certain number of reps. How many more do I have left before I can't do anymore? Um, so let's say someone's doing bench press and they they do a set of eight. Um, and they say, okay, at this weight, I think I could have done 11. Okay, so they did eight but they could have done 11. And so that means they have three repetitions in reserve. They didn't quite go all out. They could have done three more. And the research has really been showing that our bodies are very in tune to uh, how much we have left in ourselves. And so people are able to get within about one rep, um, you know, what, uh, what they have left in them. So if someone uh, says it does eight, so they have three in reserve to, for 11. That means they could probably do between 10 and 12. And that's pretty, they're pretty accurate with that. So knowing that, that kind of gives us a, um, a baseline of where we can go uh, in terms of, um, in terms of what it, what it's going to take to actually, uh, you know, get to a failure point. So you can take the, you know, the repetitions you have in reserve and then figure out, you know, using some uh, charts like, uh, you know, like one rep max calculators and figure out what uh, the best weight is um, for you to use at that time. It's especially helpful if you don't necessarily know your one rep max on a certain exercise. 
and um, you know I've got uh, I've got a chart in front of me um, from the National Academy of Sports Medicine NASM, uh, you know, and, and they're talking about um, you know with muscular development, uh, you know, sticking within like a six to twelve um, repetition um, range, you know, with some with two to four reps in reserve. Um, to help with hypertrophy. And there's there's something to be said for that. I've also seen a lot of data recently that has said um, that you can, when you're training to failure, um, you can also use any load that you want. So you don't necessarily have to stay in uh, a weight that's going to be, you know, six to 12 reps before you hit failure. You can do higher one, higher, um, higher loads I'm sorry, higher repetition, lower load, and still um, get some hypertrophic effects on your muscle tissue uh, just by training to failure. Um, Now, also on the flip side of that, how much more time is it going to take for you to, um, to, to do your exercises if you have to do way more reps at a low weight, um, to get what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, so I think that going a little bit higher is probably a better bet and better use of your time um, than, you know, doing half of a one rep max and then just pumping out 20 or 30 of them. So I would say going in that lower range is probably the better bet for you. So I would stick with that, honestly. Um, Now, is gaining a bunch of muscle mass, you know, the be all and end all, should that always be your goal? Not necessarily. There's a lot to be said for uh, some other goals with weight training. You know, just getting your uh, weight up and things like that uh, is very noble as well. Um, But having some um, muscle mass gain is going to be helpful for those goals also. Uh, Next week, we'll be talking about rest days. And I think that there's going to be some principles in there that's going to be very helpful uh, for applying back to our discussion today and making sure that you're gaining muscle tissue and not you know, cannibalizing yourself by training too much. Um, but I think, I think a lot of you will find that really helpful and hopefully, you know, some of the stuff we've talked about today, um, has been super helpful as well. Uh, you know, take what we talked about and, uh, you know, uh, look at that, do some research on your own. Um, you know, you can go to, uh, some certain resources, um, like NASM would be uh, a good one. Um, you know, there's some others. Uh, the uh, American Academy, the American Academy of Sports Medicine. Uh, you know, talk to uh, some trainers. Uh, you know, find some reputable trainers and talk to them about their thoughts on it as well. Um, lots of good research articles on these topics available also. Um, so if you have any questions, hit me up. Let me know. Um, I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. So uh, next week, like I said, we're talking about rest days as we continue our four-part series and look forward to having you uh, listening to that episode as well. Thanks again.